0: Well, okay, if we could mute our phone, please, the meeting has started, and I'd like to say a nice good morning to you, everyone, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Janice P.M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is Tuesday. It is December 26th, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we're reading from the big book in Bill's story, and we're on page 8. We're going to begin on paragraph 2, quote, Trembling, I Stepped from the Hospital. We'll be commenting just on this paragraph. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Mary H., and the 12 traditions, Robin S.B. The readers of our text this morning will be Melanie C., Elaine T., and newcomer Greta will be Melanie C. Now, I have two share IDs for you, and they're five-digit numbers. One was for yesterday, Monday, December 25th, the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. The share ID is 10,836. That's 10836. And today, this morning, December 26th for the 7 a.m., Eastern Time Eating is 10,838. That's 10838. Our OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Always not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no positions on outside issue issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer, From compulsive overeating, can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Mary H. to please read OA's 12 steps.
1: Good morning, Janice. This is Mary H., recovered compulsive overeater in Northern California. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two,
0: Thank you so much, Mary H. Okay, I'll now ask, please, Robin S.B., to please read OA's 12 Traditions.
2: Thanks, Janice. Uh, This is Robin S.B., Compulsive Overeater, and these are the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants, they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, <coughs> excuse me, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service.
0: And thank you so much for doing service, Robin S.B. Okay, this is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery, described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book, okay, Um, yeah, of the big book on page 8, the very the second paragraph, Trembling, I Stepped from the Hospital, and we're going to get our comments ready for this one paragraph only. I will now ask, please, Melanie C. to please begin our reading.
3: Thank you, Janice. Good morning, everyone. My name is Melanie C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater calling in from Oregon. Trembling, I stepped from the hospital a broken man. Fear sobered me for a bit. Then came the insidious insanity of that first drink. And on Armistice Day, 1934, I was off again. Everyone became resigned to the certainty that I would have to be shut up somewhere or would stumble along so to a miserable end how dark it is before the dawn. In reality, that was the beginning of my last debacle. I was soon to be catapulted into what I like to call the fourth dimension of existence. I was to know happiness, peace, and usefulness in a way of life that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes. One of my (laughs) times of of emerging from a place um, many years back Before that there were any treatment places for food addicted people, I got my insurance company to agree to let me go and be admitted to um, an alcohol rehabilitation place for women and uh, they were willing to address my food issues there. And I emerged from there 28 days later truly trembling and I was broken. I was absolutely broken. I felt fragile, set apart from and didn't know which way I was going to go. I didn't know how to go back into this real world. I just wanted to stay in that cocoon of of delusional thinking out of that treatment center of protection. I had seventeen more armistice days ahead of me. Seventeen more years of this horrible thing because There came that day that I picked up that bite. I wish I could tell you how that all happened. I lived in a constant state of brownout for 17 years. I don't remember much of that time. But I can tell you, when it happened again in 2005, something, something was different. Something was different. That was the piece that i like to point to. That there was this voice that came within me that said, you can replace the power of this damnable food... With me turn your back on this situation and don't look back dive in find the people to help you and from that point forward my life has been absolutely transformed I put 50 years five decades into a disease not knowing why having no answers doing my level best that I knew it all came back to me to shame me, tell me how little and, and worthless that I was. That was for my effort. And in here, I have been given the keys. the solution. I love to say this in these rooms. You know what, Melanie? You have a hold of something here that is a solution. I would love for you to be able to see what it was like for me, the personality that I had before, and what these steps, all these 12 years, have been doing to my life ever since. But more important than that, I'd love for you to be able to see my husband, my children, the day it was for us yesterday that we came together and celebrated, and how they have come to life, how they have come to life, which then shows me in direct comparison how the oppression of my disease affected them as well. I don't think the same way anymore. My heart is in sync with the way I behave. I don't have to pretend. I want to be. I want to be a better me. My thinking is more clear. My drives and my desires are completely different. I have a new understanding of what joy and freedom is. Simply from the applications of 12 steps on a disease, not on the food, but on the disease, which is centered in my mind, which is my operating system 100% of the time, it has gave, given space to a higher power greater than Melanie. In a series of sequences and steps towards that, it has given space to that particular higher power to transform and change for me. And I have no other explanation than that it is a miracle, an absolute positive grace and mercy. Because I didn't earn this. I couldn't have. I am nothing but filthy rags. I'm clear of that. And I don't mean that in a condescending, hurtful way of myself. I know what I did. I know what I'm capable of. Thanks so much, Janice. And with that, I pass.
0: And thank you so much, Melanie C. Okay, now I'm just a reminder that we're on page eight, paragraph two, and our comments are on that paragraph. Who would like to begin? Lauren K. K. Somebody K. Lauren K. Larry K. 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 Larry K. K. K.
3: Rose K. Kathleen K. O.
0: One at a time. K. Oh, wait a minute now, <laughs> Roz. Whom? Roz, what was Marin? Marin, Marin, Marin K.
4: Len P. Who was Roz G.
5: Lynn S.
4: Sylvia
5: o Lori S.
0: I'm just gonna KB. You, okay. I'm just going to just give you who I heard because I the ones with the ears that don't work too well. Um, okay, did I hear Larry K. No, I
4: didn't hear Len P. Len,
0: Len P. I heard Len P. I heard you. And I heard Roz G. I know. Marin what I K. Sherry KB. Did I hear Sherry Ginger C.? Yes, you Sherry I
6: did. KB. I,
0: and I heard Sherry KB. You're going to have to forgive me, and we'll go for another group. Let me Marin K. Lauren K.
7: Marin <laughs> Len K. Spell Marin
0: M A R N K. M M-A-R-I-N, A R I N Marin. N-K. I'm getting texts to see the M A R I N K. Okay. I'm going to go, let me just go with this group, okay? Because we'll have plenty of time to keep going. Thank you for your consideration. Okay, let's do a Roz G, Len P. Did I hear a Laurie? Never mind, Laurie. Cherry KB, Ginger C, and Marin K. Marin Kay. Lo- Roz G, please go ahead.
8: Roz G. Good morning. Uh I didn't hear my I didn't hear my name first, but I get to go first. Ooh. <laughs> okay, yep. I'm Roz G. Thank you. Thank you very much, Janice. I'm Roz G and I'm a recovered compulsive eater uh in Los Angeles County. And um I'd like to, you know, focus on the little bit well a little bit of all fear sobered me a bit. You know, I got fearful and um, over the years, fear of how I looked. And um, one time I got fear because I had been exercising no, so much. I got plantar fasciitis in my left foot. And a nurse told me, well, obesity will do that to you. And I was like really insulted because I was so blind. I couldn't see uh, that I was an obese person. Um, So, you know, I eventually had foot surgery on that foot, but I still kept jogging and exercising after that. But what I really want to focus on is that today I really do know a happiness, a peace, and a usefulness that is incredibly wonderful. I never thought that OA was going to be my primary social joy where I get the most fulfillment and the most – I say satisfaction and respect and understanding and love. That's where I get that. I mean, yes, I get it from my family, but there's something about OA where, you know, when it comes to friends and work and what other social circles I have, OA is it. And I'm I'm looking forward to the OA birthday party so much. Um whereas before it would be like you know kind of something on the side but oa has given me a wonderful life and just like our our the introductory speaker yesterday was a day for me to be of service i opened up my home to my family they brought a couple of foods that are you know major alcoholic foods to me and i did not eat them so glad i did not eat them and i was a, uh, i was able to provide gifts and get gifts and uh, laughter and joy, and with years past, I would have been you know looking at my sister jealous of her and her boyfriend and her skinny body, and <laughs> focusing on that versus focusing the joy and i mean the 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 abundance of life and grace and family and health that I have been given as a result of following the precise directions of these steps. It is incredible it is 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 wonderful, and as time passes, it gets even better and I'll just end with saying that my sponsor told me that there's no greater high than being of service to somebody else, and with that, I pass
0: so much, Raj G. okay, let's have Len p.
4: This is Len from sunny Southern California, not currently in my hot tub because it's cold outside, but anyways, I would like to share on this topic, and um, this is the passage where, you know, Bill has reached his rock bottom, and, you know, he talks about how, you know, he was trembling and a broken man coming from the hospital, and, you know, I like to think back to where I was before, um, you know, I really dug into this program you know i was over 450 pounds and so i was broken because i had just had a heart attack and i suffered from diabetes and sleep apnea but worst was the emotional um, uh, issue that obesity and this disease had brought me it got me to the point where i was thinking of suicide all the time and you know the fact is is you know he talks kind of gives a little clue as to where he's going to go by saying how dark it was before the dawn and um, so and then he talks about how the program will rocket him into the fourth dimension of existence and that's exactly where program has brought me you know I have since lost the you know over half my body weight and and the medical issues have gone away but more so the emotional spiritual growth that has occurred because of this program, um, is what I've experienced. And this is what's so amazing. Um, you know, the uh, emotional growth, the spiritual growth, the fact that I'm out of self-centered thinking and that I want to get into passing this program along by passing the spiritual coin, um, and getting outside of myself and outside of my ego and outside of, uh, all the things that I used to be in, because this disease, while I have an allergy of the body, it's a strange mental twist of the mind that brings me back into into the uh, addiction. And and so what I've uh, learned in this uh, process is that um, you know that I can't, I too can be rocketed into the fourth dimension of happiness, peace, and usefulness. And these are the uh, things you know the promises of the program. I was living in the bedevilments of this disease, and I could find no joy in this in my life. And today my total life has turned around. I'm a totally different person. My sponsor grand sponsor said to me he said, "Lend, there's only one thing in life only one thing will change if you do this program." And I said, what's well, that?" He said, "Everything in your life will change if you do this work." And this is absolutely true—not only physically, but emotionally and spiritually. I'm a different person uh, than I was uh, before I entered. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: And thank you so much, Len P. Okay, Sherry K. B. It's your turn. Start one-to-one mute. Sherry K. B.
9: Yeah. Sorry,
6: Janice, did you call me?
0: I did. I did. Oh, okay. I thought
6: Ginger on. Hi, <clears throat> this is Sherry KB in Northern California. A grateful Recovery, compulsive our reader. Thank you so much for your service, Janice, and everybody on the line. Um, this is a powerful paragraph. Um, this is talking about how he's trembling and, you know, came broken from a hospital. And I love if you hadn't heard the history um, on this. Uh, listen to the the. Seven a m Eastern Standard Time meeting there's some great information on history on that, and just you know it goes through him going through his 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 um you know he's hitting a bottom here, and you know I know that for me when I hit my bottom it was I was miserable, I was at the end, and it was pretty dark and you know how it says how dark is it before the dawn and and the the reality of that 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 last debauch that I had um Little did I know that I would be catapulted into the fourth dimension of existence, and to me that just means a spiritual experience. And the only way that I can have a spiritual experience is to work these steps. Um, uh, at In step 12 it says, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we carry this message to others, compulsive our eatering and, and practice principles in all our affairs. So for me, um, I had to put the food down um, and uh, it stays down due to my higher power, not because of me. Um, and then getting into the step work, um, I was to know a new happiness and a peace and a usefulness and a way of life that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes, and, you know, that is so true. That has come true. And, you know, with every step and that we have, there is um, a promise and a prayer, and there's so many wonderful promises. We also have some warnings that, you know, if we pick up again, that, you know, if we don't do these steps, we will pick up again due to the mental obsession. Um, and the only thing that can take away that mental obsession is a power greater than ourselves and to get into these steps and to get unblocked so that I can have that that happiness and that peace and that usefulness in the way of life that is incredibly wonderful and continues to be wonderful. And I I love being useful. Um, that is brings me such joy, uh, working with others and um, being of service and uh, doing this program. And it just continues to keep me recovered by working with others and, um, you know, asking my higher power every day to please give me abstinence and to keep me um, out of self-pity and to be useful to my higher power and however that looks and peacefully working with others. And I'm so grateful to be on this line, and with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: And we're grateful for you. Thank you, Sherry KB. Okay, Ginger C., it's your turn.
10: Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Ginger C, recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. And wow, what a paragraph this is this morning. And especially for anyone on the line suffering today, such hope, such hope. And I always say, hold on, the pain ends. So, you know, it is darkest before the dawn, it gets pretty ugly. And thank God it does. those bites that you're taking if you're still eating that's what's convincing you that's your step one and i'm grateful that i got to the place that i got to where i finally was afraid more of this food than i was of my alcohol and drug addiction and it was from every beautiful bite that i had to take before that place registered registered in me my old sponsors would say ginger sugars skull and crossbones, you know, it's poison, you can't have it. But it just never registered. I always went back to it. It was always an option. But again, thank God for those bites, because it finally convinced me head to heart completely 100%. This is scary. This is your life. And I was out of ideas and I surrendered completely. And then look what happens at the bottom of the paragraph. I was to know happiness, peace, and usefulness in a way of life that is incredibly wonderful as time passes i never knew that and now i know it completely because of this entire psychic change by following these precise directions we have this inner reworking and now i'm more about you than i am about me this is no longer about selfish, self-centered ginger and what I want or what I think I should have or what afraid about what I'm going to lose. No, it's about being maximum usefulness to God and to those about me. And I love my friend. He says, you know what? You better work it harder today than you did yesterday the longer you stay recovered and out of the food because your disease is equally doing that waiting to get you back. This is cunning, baffling, sneaky, and silent. But the miracles are unbelievable. And the things that you can do, and it's nothing about me, I take no credit. This is all about a higher power and the grace of God. But boy, the way you can show up into this world and keep your heart open to those around you, that's amazing. My heart always shut down. I got afraid I ran away. And life is about loving and connecting. So I'm so grateful that I'm recovered and it's A miracle. And if you're struggling, just hold on and just get into this work. But you gotta put the food down. You gotta say goodbye and have that funeral. And it's the hardest thing for a lot of us. But how free do you wanna be? And with that I pass.
0: Thank you much, Ginger C. Okay, we can take Marin K. I know I slaughter your name. M A R I N K. Hi Marin K. Thank you for your service and thank can you hear me? I
7: can. Hi, thank you for your service and everybody who shared. I have an old big book that looks like it's been through World War Three, and then I got a new big book for a specialty divisions meeting. And you all sound so great, and I write in my side all your talk and all what you say. Trembling, I Stepped from the Hospital a Broken Man. I have stepped from the hospital for in and out of hospitals eight times before I got abstinent. And, um... It took the steps because I didn't have the steps. I couldn't get abstinent. And um, I almost died because of it. And I know that when I left the hospital the first time without the steps, I was I was just lost. I was just a lost person. And then, of course, I went back to the food. And I did that over and over again, just like Bill. He keeps going back because he doesn't know. But then he says I was to know a new peace, happiness, and usefulness in a way of a life that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes. Um, they told me uh, after my first hospitalization that I would never live outside a hospital. And that was before I, I got a hold of the 12 steps the sponsor, steps, etc. And I do live outside a hospital. I don't know how crazy I am. I'm pretty crazy. But I um I don't always know a new happiness, peace, and usefulness because I think I'm in the process of really uncovering, discovering, and letting go of different things in my abstinence that are in the way. But you all give me hope. You give me so much by your shares. And um, like Bill, I'm, I'm a little bit stumbling along. I have 23, of ab- 23 years of abstinence, but I have problems with my abstinence with other issues. I've given up sugar, I have about five months, and um, I had a good day yesterday. I didn't feel any drama or any anything. It was just another day, but I was grateful and um I just know that without the twelve steps i'm gonna I'm a dead woman and um Bill and Bob are the most amazing people they started this movement and it is just miraculous because it saved my life. So thank you for letting me share.
0: Thank you so much, Marin Okay. All right, we have Lynn S. It's your turn.
5: Good morning. This is Lynn S., a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. This line, everyone became resigned to the certainty that I would have to be shut up somewhere or would stumble along to a miserable end Um, It's just hitting me. It wasn't everybody. It was me. I became resigned. And I'll never forget that moment um, when I was standing at the door of this very exclusive spa that I had signed up for a year ago and thinking, I never thought I would be here coming off a binge. And it... It, it just blew my mind like this was not the vision that I had for me, and I remember so clearly the the last binge that i'd or the binging that I'd been doing leading up to this was I was actually binging at my sponsor, I was so furious at her, and it was a time where I could remember actually binging at someone like it was it was just it was just awful, and I remember saying to God, you know I'm not going to be able to get this back. I I've tried everything I can do, and I I can't get this back. And I am going to be one of those people that they say whatever happened to Lynn S and you know she went out, and you know it was eight year relapse, and never came back. And I remember the despair, and I honestly didn't think this was my bottom. That that thought hadn't even occurred to me because all those other sobbing moments, you know, weeping into people's arms like I can't stop eating. I don't know how this happened again. I had 30 days or 60 days or two days or 10 days and here I am yet again.
11: This moment wasn't
5: like that. This one, there was no frothy emotional appeal. There was no nothing. Just me talking to God and I remember saying, I know that you and the steps are my only way out, but I can't do it. I'll I'll never forget that moment. And, you know, as we've shared before, it wasn't me that did it, and I can remember reciting the steps as if, and it was almost a cathartic experience, but knowing this was the only way out and also knowing equally as well that I could not do it and there was nothing I could do about it. I am so grateful. I'm just sitting here, listening to all the shares and the ones at the 7 a.m. meeting and just realizing what the grace of God does for us. You know, we put the food down, we take that one step, and God runs to us, and he lifts us up like it, it's just a miracle. And I'm so grateful. And with that, I'll pass.
0: And thank you, Lennis. Okay, I'm just a reminder that we're on page 8 in the big book, and Bill Sturry, and we're on paragraph 2 trembling. I stepped from the hospital. Comments on that paragraph. Who would like to comment next?
9: Kathleen O.
0: Kathleen O. Next.
11: Leslie
0: C. I got somebody P. Is it Russie?
11: Leslie C. Yes, please. Thank you.
0: God, I was way off. Leslie C.?
9: Sure. Lorna G. Lorna Karen, G. Karen R. North Carolina.
12: Lorna G. Bronx, New York.
0: I got Lorna T. I got Carolyn. What was your first initial? Paula D. I have Paula D. Carolyn. What is your first initial, honey? To your last name. Is there a Carolyn?
9: Kathy D. D. Karen. Karen R. Was it
10: Karen instead of uh, Carolyn?
0: But I'll give Karen R. <laughs> it could be. Okay.
10: Okay. All right, we have,
0: let me have one more.
10: Kathy
3: G.
0: All right. Let's go with that group. A nice group. Kathleen. Oh, it's your
13: turn. Good morning. Thank you, Janice. This is Kathleen, a recovered compulsive overeater in Northern California. Then came the insidious insanity of that first drink, and on Armistice Day of 1934, I was off again. And so, Armistice Day is that began a year after World War One ended on the 11th hour the 11th day, the 11th month. Um, you know, that was back. It began in 1919, a year after World War One. And here's Bill, you know, in 1934 celebrating Armistice Day, and it reminded me um, of how I used to celebrate anything, you know, um, and, and how grateful I am that, um, you know, remembering what it was like in the darkness, and the despair on the, around the holidays, because I could never focus on the people or enjoy the people, because all I could focus on was the food and how much I could make. I would make double batches of everything so I could eat one in isolation. Um and you know, to not have to do that again really is a miracle. And, you know, um and remembering this the, the subtle, sneaky, you know, why did I do this again of the first bite? And, you know, how the bite would send me spiraling down to the depths of despair. And um, you know, for Bill, um he still isn't done yet. I mean, he starts talking about being um catapulted into what he likes to call the fourth dimension. But He wasn't done yet. He hadn't met Ebby. He's going to meet Ebby, And he goes in the hospital once more after this, too. So, um, you know, let's see. What did I want to say? Oh, um, rocketed into the fourth dimension. There's, um, on page 25, it talks about that again. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. And when my thoughts, actions, and feelings are in harmony, and in balance, through a connection with um, my higher power, and practicing the 12 steps, I do know happiness, peace, and usefulness. I have freedom—freedom freedom from the food, freedom from fighting anything or anybody. Uh, I, you know, I can I can totally relate. What you know, being rocketed—it's like being launched into space. It's pretty exhilarating. And I was to know happiness, peace, and usefulness. You know, happiness for the simple things that make me happy that I never even noticed before. Peace, there's an inner peace I experience, even when things around me can be chaotic. And usefulness, being a service and helping others really is one of the highlights of, of what we do here. And, you know, this way of life absolutely becomes more wonderful as time passes. And mainly because, for the most part, it's actually, life is easier for me doing this, you know, practicing these principles and that is not to be confused with perfect. And with that I pass. Thank you.
0: And thank you so much, let Kathleen O. Okay, Lessie C.
11: Good morning everyone. My name is Leslie C and I'm from Imperial Beach, California, but calling from a very cold and snowy Buffalo, New York. Uh, Fear sobered me for a bit. Um, Last April, I was visiting um, my brother who is in the end stages of a dementia, an early onset dementia, and when I left his home, I was overcome with fear, fear about um, losing him, fear about not knowing how to live in a life without him, and before I knew it, I was back in um, my sugary binge foods, which I had not touched for 10 years. Um, I continued to binge on those sugary binge foods until I came back to see him again in August. And, um, you know, I behaved in my fear, which had only gotten worse, um, so badly when I came um, that I was of no service at all and I was probably more hurtful than helpful. Um, And it was all because... I was in the sugar and that far away from my higher power who would help me be of service. Um, My miserable end, my miserable end is the 1,000-pound woman who lives inside of me who wants to eat herself to death in bed and then the firemen have to come along and cut open the side of my house to remove my huge dead body. So in reality, um, that sugary binge, which lasted for about five months, um, would be the beginning of my last devotch because I went along with an OA friend, my dear, dear friend, to New Jersey to the Vision for You conference. And that last morning when we all stood up, And uh, I don't even remember exactly what we did. Maybe we said the serenity prayer or something like that. And we finished. And my higher power said to me through my conscience, "Leslie, the answer is God. It's always been God. It still is God. So get out of the way. Get out of the way and let God lead you. Let God lead me to peace and serenity and usefulness. You know, let, just get out of the way. And then you guys started playing hi-ho, hi-ho, off to work we go. And ever since that morning, that's what I've been doing. I've been doing the work. I put down the food. I have some back-to-back abstinence together. But for the first time in my 12 years of coming to OA, I know deep down in my soul that abstinence is not it abstinence is a means to the end of having that spiritual awakening so that my life gets more incredible all the time I'm with my brother again this week and his wife and it's been about love and service and I feel right again I feel right again so I'm so glad for Bill's story for being able to identify in for listening to you folks and doing the work I'm actually doing the work with a, a a sponsor and um now I'm kind of rambling but I was really moved to share my experience strength and hope this morning and with that I pass.
0: Well thank you, Leslie C. I didn't time you but uh here we are. Lorna G, it's your turn.
12: Good morning, Good morning Janice. This is Lorna in New York City, the northwest side, the Bronx. Um Yeah, very moved by everyone's shares, uh, very deep uh, shares from everyone's heart. And uh, actually, you know, it really takes courage to say what's really on our heart. And often when I get on the line like this, I feel very tearful. Um, Let's see, how can I make this rather brief? Uh, I do want to say thank you so much to Melanie and Leah for being our, you know, uh, founders and leaders here and of course to Bill W and all those who came before us. Uh but as far as the immediate uh, I just love Melanie and Leah and I'm so grateful to them and to the convention that we went to in New Jersey and to my roommate. But I know I'm supposed to talk about the tax let's say oh goodness. Um yeah, fear and catapult, those two things. I have been sometimes really sober from food uh due to fear, but it didn't last too long unless I did something more, such as really connect to my higher power, really working the twelve steps, having a sponsor, um, you know, journaling, reaching out to others. And uh, I'm so grateful I'm on the verge of getting a new sponsor from A Vision for You. And yes, I've been catapulted to the fourth dimension. Uh, I've been abstinent for several, several days this time. And uh, how can I say there? That's one more thing. I'm also very grateful to my higher power and to all of you all, your service here, Janice, and all of you all. So grateful. And I, too, am happy about the little things and much less stressed in general and, uh, you know, experiencing the peace that surpasses all understanding. And uh, thank you. Love you guys, and I'm praying for you. This is Lorna in New York City, Lorna T. Thank you, iPad.
0: Oh, Lorna T. Lorna T. I got that wrong, too. Oh, no problem. We got about (laughs) two two minutes each, probably, or even less, for Karen R., Paula D., and Kathy G. Karen, I think you can do it. A couple of minutes or less.
9: Okay, this is Karen R., um, Mm -hmm. recovered compulsive overeater, bulimic anorexic in North Carolina. And um, the thing that jumped out to me this morning was that everyone became resigned to the certainty that I would have to be shut up somewhere or I would stumble along to a miserable end, how dark it is before the dawn. Um, and I'm thinking of how our disease takes people down with us, around us. Um, we're so caught up in it. We're hurting people. We're doing the same things over and over and over again. Um, he says here, I was off again, and everybody lost hope in him right they're all in hopelessness but the reality is that god was working right this is this this was his last um this is his bottom and in our bottoms so painful they might be could be the one thing that will like shake us up right <laughs> except no one knows you know and then we get sober and we get Absence and um from the food, and we start getting better and and we're rocketed into this new place, and there again, we can be examples to those around us that um you know the twelve steps in God, we can be examples of God, that it actually works, and there is hope, so I just was thinking about my family and um suffering um they were very worried about me. When I lost this weight, I guess they were afraid I was going into anorexia, but I spent Christmas telling them how much I love them. That was what it was about, and um, and I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for everybody here that shared today, and with that, I'll pass.
0: And thank you so much, Karen. Okay, Paula D., a couple of minutes, my dear. Paula
14: D. Well, thank you, Janice. Uh, I just unmuted, and I thank you. Thank you for your service. And my name is Paula D., recovered by and with the grace of God. This day I am in snowy New Hampshire, tomorrow uh, mm-hmm. heading to Florida. But let's go where this this goes. Boy, we see a big change here. Trailing a step for the hospital, but it's fierce fear sobered me for a bit. Now that's it. Fear sobered me for a bit, a lot of things sobered me for a bit, going to a wedding, showing up for for a friendship that that was uh that we were just enjoying each other's oh, it sobered me for a bit. Can I tell you it used to be longer terms, and then it got to be as they said for a bit for a bit, but look at we come on and we keep continue on here, being mindful of the time. And it says here. Then came the insidious insanity of that first rink, knowing it was insane. But look, this is what I want to center on: how dark it is before the dawn. When we see the dawn, especially at a beach, you think the sun is rising. No, the whole world is turning. That's what it takes. Your whole World turning. Your world of thought. Your world, the whole world. I got to tell you, every time I read that line and I think, so that's what the movement was? That's how huge it has to be? I mean, like the sun wasn't enough? And then it goes on. I was soon to be catapulted into what I like to call the fourth dimension. Another dimension I did not know of yet. It always existed. Catapulted. Wow. Want to talk about movement yet again? I was to know, and I'm going to end here. I was to know, not talk about. I was to know and live happiness, peace, and usefulness in a way of life that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes, no matter what the circumstances. I thank you for the time giving, and with that, I do pass.
0: Okay, thank you, Paula D. I'm sorry, Kathy G., I didn't uh, regulate the time as well as I thought, but I uh, hope to hear to you maybe another day. Okay, I want to thank everyone who has shared today, um, to th- this morning, Tuesday, twenty uh, December 26th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. The share ID is 10,838. That's one zero eight. Thank you, everyone. Uh, We will now just close this portion of the the meeting, but we have more to go. With uh, Elaine T., if you would kindly read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Keep
5: you until then. Hi, this is Elaine T., gratefully recovered one day at a time in Pittsburgh. Merry Christmas to everyone. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.